head first. I like it, mate. Mental skills, mental drills of first 15. Where would you start? Oh, wherever you want to. Um, yeah, so I suppose like we were just chatting about, I yeah just recently got a job as a Div 1 head coach here in Christchurch, um, Shirley Rugby Club, and then, yeah, do mental skills with, yeah, schools, clubs. I haven't gone into businesses recently as well. And, yeah, I don't know, like give myself, introduce myself or, yeah, I don't know, where, where you want to take it. Brother, this is... This is your thing, mate. You can introduce yourself if you want. You know, we got Ponytail Pete on the end of the phone. I told you we're just going to talk shit. But mental skills, how would you, what would you start? You know, youth, adults, there are two kettles of fish there. Let's go, um, let's go adults. We're usually a little bit more complex. Let's, let's bite the bigger cherry first. Where would you, where would you start, mate? Like teaching them mental skills or, what would you start? Yeah. Yeah. So with mental skills, like working with teams, pretty much the vast majority of people suffer from self-doubt or times when they doubt themselves, times when they're not that confident and different things like that. And then other things like the environment is really important. And so yeah, I suppose teams, a lot of professional, most professional teams now have mental skills coaches to help their players, yeah, with the mental side of the game. And then that feeds into well-being a bit. So like well-being is just hugely important as well. You think of, yeah, just any sport, essentially. Um, if a person, doesn't matter how talented they are, if they're doubting themselves and thinking that they're crap, then they're not going to play well simple as it doesn't matter how fast they are how strong they are how many tries or goals they've scored in the past if they're going through a slump and we've all seen it in every sport it's yeah it's not lifting more weights that they need you know so they need help with the mental side and so um yeah that's i suppose my background as you can tell i'm from ireland but i played rugby so i played rugby growing up played kind of every sport i could basketball, football, Gaelic football, hurling, whatever. Um, but rugby is just the one I preferred most around 15, 16, stuck to that. And then when I was 18, my dream had always been to get into the Irish underage teams to like wear a green jersey. That's just what I wanted to do. And when I was 17, I'd been going well. I got into provincial team with Leinster and then got into the Irish camp. First camp went well, second camp went well, third camp we were brought into a hotel team room and at the start of a camp we were just told by the coaches, oh, at the end of this camp, the 22 are going to be picked to go and play Italy. And we're going to go through forwards and back split now. And so forwards went over there and the forwards coach said, we're going to go through our lineouts now. And... If you can't learn these lineouts in the next 10 minutes, you're not cut out for international rugby. You're not good enough. And uh, I was just at that moment, I remember thinking, well, I'm probably not good enough to be here. He's probably talking about me. Um, and all these thoughts are going on in my head. And I, by the end of it, 10 minutes later, I, I just, my energy was sapped and I just went out in the field. I had no energy, didn't play well. And it was all because of my mind. Like it was all because of, 
yeah my mind just racing and then didn't get picked but anyway long story short I, I realized then that it wasn't fitter faster stronger that I needed to get or more skillful like you can always get better at those but my issue was that I lacked confidence in myself when it came to at that stage the biggest stage for me for a 17 year old you know um at, at that time it was the biggest stage and so yeah that was the first time I kind of understood the importance of the mental side of the game and yeah a good bit of work I do now is with people in school um, but it's yeah with people of all ages and yeah then from there I went on I played quite a bit of rugby and uh, oh look it's a long old story but uh, lots of highs and lows but yeah just uh, there was other times in my career at the time I did my shoulder when I was 24 I moved to the States when I was 23 on a scholarship as a player coach and yeah I was in the university playing with them, coaching them. And then I fell on my shoulder pretty innocuously one day and I thought nothing of it. But anyway, another long story short, I tore all the ligaments, um, cartilage and ligaments in my shoulder and need to get a full reconstruction. And then from there, five, six months in, the shoulder relapsed one day. So I was doing all this rehab. It was, it was, Oh, it was hell. It was really sore every single day. And then the shoulder relapsed and essentially I just got really depressed because I was due to play professionally in the States in the professional league there, major league rugby. And then anyway, shoulder relapsed after six months. I was back to square one. I couldn't move my arm. And yeah, I just got really depressed. And then at that point, I started reading into like psychology, philosophy, spirituality, mindfulness anything I could really to get back to being myself and that yeah that was the time when I yeah just started to understand the power of the mind and look I got back to I'm better than I've ever been over these last few years that was about oh, five six six years ago and then yeah about three years ago I realized that young rugby players I was thinking back to when I was you know I was, got back playing in my late 20s and started kind of playing better than ever um and I kind of realized geez all this stuff that I was learning about the mind if I'd learned this when I was 16 18 20 everything would have been different so I started off working with young rugby, rugby players then it was people from other sports like I've been doing talks in schools or working with teams and they'd say oh can you work with the hockey team as well or the basketball team and I just like yep and uh because it's all applicable and then in more recent times yeah I've been going into businesses um doing workshops kind of around well-being um managing stress and pressure because that's that's what it is in sports as well is managing stress and pressure so yeah that's that's a bit of the backstory Mate, I love it. You know, self-doubt is like wearing a ball and chain and expecting a swimmer length. You know, it's like, yeah, you might be able to get to the other side, but you will eventually drown. It will drag you down. You know, it is, uh, it's one of those things that is, is crippling for everybody. And, you know, we've all got a plethora of uh, evidence in the past, right, that we can just pick from that filing cabinet and be like, well, 
in this instance, self-doubt fucked me in this case. And then it did me that uh, bad in that case. And then it did me neighbor or me mom. Or, and it's, it's something that we all innately struggle with, yet is brushed over, right? It's just sweeped under the carpet, whether it is a cubicle nine to five, whether it is a 13-year-old trying to play county-level rugby, whatever it is, right? It's just sweeped under the carpet. My question is, how do you tackle it? Yeah, good question. Um, so, yeah, like you say, it affects everyone. And imposter syndrome is a big one, which is self-doubt. And the thing is, is that as humans, we need to be growing to be fulfilled like you need to be going for the next thing to feel fulfilled. If you stop trying to achieve anything and stay where you are, you will feel very unfulfilled. And that's not a good place to be. So, yeah, we, we have this thing where we want to go for the next job, go for the next whatever. I don't know what it is, but, you you know, run a faster time, work out more, eat better, just be a better version of ourselves in some way. And with that, often, yeah, comes say imposter syndrome or this the doubt, the self-doubt as to if you can achieve it. But we have a tendency to look back on things that didn't go well. But we can also look back on things that did go well. And sometimes I think it's pretty a pretty simple exercise that anyone can do is to start to flip their thinking and just think about the things that have gone well. So for instance, so yeah, so say when we're going for that next level, we look for evidence and we look back and the, for a lot of people, the only evidence they can see is all the times they failed or didn't go well. And then they start to doubt themselves. Whereas if you can flip that and look back at all the things you've done well, then you'll start to feel confident versus doubt yourself. And a very common one, like, um, you know, I work with a lot of athletes and after a game, they'll tell you all the things they did wrong. Yeah. Oh, I missed that tackle. I missed that pass. I should have done that better. That could have gone better. So their mind is conditioned to looking at everything that did not go well in the past. So if you have, yeah, essentially conditioned and trained your mind over years, to look at all the things that you don't do well and haven't done well, then of course you're going to doubt yourself. It'd be crazy to think you could be confident while looking at everything that didn't go well. Whereas you can literally start to train your mind and condition your mind to look at the things that did that went well. And very simply is, you know, at, an athlete at the end of a game can just write down three things they did well. Something I would say, write down three things that went well and one thing that, that can be better because, you know, you have to work on things as well. At the end of your day, you can write down three things you did well, mm. four things you did well. Just sit down, write a few things you're grateful for and write down some things you did well. And then you start to train your mind to look back at things you you did well. Like, oh, I said no to the sugar in my coffee. I got up when my alarm went off. 
I smiled at the person at work today. I drank water instead of Coca-Cola, whatever, like, you know, the simplest things, but like we, we all do things well. So, um, yeah, I think people are too, people just beat themselves up and like, there's literally no point in that. And something else I think it's hugely important is to treat yourself like the person you love most. So, you know, say if you're reviewing your day, reviewing your game, reviewing whatever, if imagine it was the person you love most like you wouldn't say you're useless you're a shit like you're crap like you wouldn't talk to them like that so yeah it's um yeah i don't know a couple of things in there but yeah look at the the positives look at the things you do well and it's it's wild how much your mind can change like i used to be so negative i used to be so beat myself up, negative, doubting, all that stuff. And you know, over time, probably it's probably a process of a couple of years. And it's still a process, you know, it's still a process. Like, you know, it's always a process. It's not to say that doubt doesn't come in. It's not to say that I don't say to myself, ah, oh, Brian, come on, you need to be better or whatever. Like I do, but it's in a much better way. Like I'm not beating myself up, you know, I'm just like, yeah, looking to be better. Yeah, man, I agree. I agree a lot. And, you know, relating it over to the coaching scene, um, we do that a lot of providing each other feedback of like, right, what went well? What did we do well? How can we improve? Yada, yada, yada. But the key is how, you know, rather than just, oh, that pass was shit, that brief was shit, that demonstration was shit, I can do that better. It's like, yeah, yeah, but how do you do it better? So then you half paint a roadmap right and you're like oh okay next time i see a situation like this i have at least three points that i can go and scatter between the two i've got the dots all i gotta do is is join them together you know rather than just oh i knew i know i did it wrong first time last time 10th time and now i gotta do it better it's like no 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 how do you do it better? How are you going to go about and try it again? Maybe it fails again, which is fine. Because then you've got another example of how it doesn't work. Yeah, no problem. How are you going to give it a, another bash the next time? It's like, oh, maybe uh, I don't turn away as the ball's coming towards me because everyone knows you're thinking about the next pass. You're going to fumble the first one. Okay, sweet. Oh, I'm going to have a more of an elaborate demonstration in the team meeting, you know, whatever it is, right? It's like, how, where's the roadmap? How are we going to do this? You know, and I find we're building our own competence, right? Confidence is going to follow. There we go. We're having a bit of a boxing match with that old uh, self-doubt. Prove to yourself how you're going to do it, or at least how you're going to give it another go. And maybe it doesn't work. No problem. But at least you've given it another shot. Confidence follows. Yeah, for sure. Why do you do what you do, mate? Um, because I just love it. I just love it. It's it's what I've always always loved doing. Um, like I used to work in finance, and I've worked, yeah, in an office in finance. And I just didn't. I knew that's not what I loved, and so. I've always loved um, playing rugby, but even within playing rugby, 
I, looking back, and I kind of knew it at the time, but I loved helping my teammates around me believe in themselves and be their best selves. Mm. And I wasn't the best player. You know, I wasn't the fastest, strongest, whatever. But, yeah, I was captain of a few different teams. And, yeah, I could just... I enjoyed uplifting the players around me. I have two younger brothers and enjoy helping them too. And yeah, just have always loved that. And I just know it's so important from my own experiences, like from my own, I know firsthand how this is necessary, how people need this help. And it just doesn't feel like work. It's challenging. It's challenging like any... You know, like like anything, it's, it has its challenges. Like I host a podcast as well, the Brian Moyla podcast, and like editing that and then organizing that, as you know, like organizing it and stuff is is hard. And wrote the book and I become a pro rugby player. That's hard, but you know, hard isn't bad either. But it's not. Um, yeah, it's not like I'm sitting on the couch all day. Like it's, I'm doing what I love. But yeah, there's challenges within it. Um, but yeah, those challenges are certainly worth it. And like, I'm, look, I have big goals as well. Like I'm pursuing what I love. Like I want to work with the best teams in the world, the best players in the world. And yeah, I'm, I'm pursuing what I truly want to, want to do. And I remember hearing a while ago, the biggest regret of dying people is that they didn't live a life true to them. Yeah. In that they lived one in what, others want them to live the life that others want them to and I know that from when I was working in finance like that was just so society said it was a good job or you know people said it was a good job and whatever but it just wasn't me and this is me and so yeah why do I do it why do I do what I do because I love it because I don't have regrets when I'm older because yeah those two things I'm good at it I would hate to be working in finance in an office again I feel that claustrophobic I just don't enjoy that and when you're doing a second or third best option there's always something within you that is like oh it's okay but there's more here there's more to life like there's more you know there's more to just this so yeah i'm going after that more so i'm yeah don't know that's why i think we do ourselves a disservice when we try and make things easy i think it, life isn't supposed to be easy it's supposed to be a constant struggle you know and you've got to earn your respite earn your peace you know, you know it's depicted in many stories right earn heaven right whatever that is, whether you're religious or not, it doesn't matter. Like earn your little bit of, little bit of peace, a little bit of tranquility, right? When you're like, ah, and we've all had it. We've all kicked ourselves or been kicked in the face from a, a nasty workout or a tough game or a big, uh, big week of work or big fucking few years of work, whatever. And then you kick your feet up at Christmas time, your birthday or the weekend. And you're just like, ah, oh, man. And you've kind of got this like slight bit of tinnitus going on, right? Because you've just pushed yourself to the absolute limit. Yeah, you've now reached peace, tranquility. 
It is, that's it. That's that little slice that we're all working for. It's like, we only get there once we work hard. If everything was easy, we end up festering in our own shit. And then you get that voice in the back of your head talking to you. And then it's, oh, you're not doing enough. Or maybe we could push a little bit harder. And then that self-doubt creeps in. And then we start battling ourselves and we despise the person looking back at us in the mirror. It's like, no, 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 no. We're supposed to struggle, not suffer, right? But we're supposed to struggle. And I think too many of us embark on a path because it looks like life would then be easy, right? For example, the finance job, great example, right? Society or your parents or fucking somebody at school said it would be a good thing for you to go do because you'd, because X, Y, Z. All right, man, let's go down that path. Like, yeah, you're pursuing ease. And life shit upstairs. It's not good. Go pursue something that's hard. You know, writing the book, doing the thing that you're doing, talking to older people in uh, work, younger folk playing rugby, younger folk in skill, male, female, it doesn't matter. That's that's difficult, mate. That's a difficult road. You got to figure it out. That's on you. That's on your shoulders. You can't lean back on another organization or a corporation and just be like, yeah, okay, cool. I get my bonus and my paycheck at the end of the week and we're all good. It's like, no, 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 this lies on you, mate. You are Syphysis pushing this boulder at the top of the hill and guess what? It rolls the fuck back down again. So how do you take the piss out of the gods one more time? You do it with a smile on your face, right? It's that old Cal- uh, Albert, is it Albert? Albert Camo saying, how does Syphysis defy the gods one more time? He does it if you picture him smiling. You got to find that peace within the work, peace within the tranquility, within the heart. That's how you, that's how you earn it. But that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do think it's, it's important to do something you love doing as well, though, because, yeah. or you want to do because if you are doing something you hate look we need to at times do that but when there's when you're on a path that you want to go on so like even i just hearing france and ganu's story again recently so he wanted to get to where he is now he had to whatever shovel sand mines and he had to trek across africa and go across in a refugee boat to france and all these stuff all these things. I'm not saying he he loved doing the shoveling or the the traveling or whatever, but he was that was the path that he wanted to go on, versus give up on life and just go into the sand mines. And so, you know, if if the North Star, if you're following a North Star that you truly want, then the process becomes manage far more manageable the north star i think that's really encapsulated it perfectly yeah you have to figure out your north star right find in which direction it points and fucking follow it at all costs whatever it takes you man you know digging sand states canada <clears throat> even even the bottom right hand corner of the world they eh, bro you gotta follow that bad boy you have you have to and, you know, 
Ernest Hemingway say life breaks us all and the ones that won't break it kills. And yeah, following that North Star will break you. And that's the point because you're supposed to change. You're supposed to earn the destination. I like that. I like that a lot. Brother, I got three questions. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Oh, good, good first one. Um, one that comes to mind, it actually is, I've thought about it quite a bit before even I was on, I suppose, this journey. It was maybe one of the first things about all self-development, personal development that I heard. And it was from... Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. And look, being from Ireland, it's not, I shouldn't, <laughs> I don't admire him, but I admire his words. Um, you know, I like <laughs> the art, not the artist. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, if you're going through hell, keep going because uh, literally, and that just is, I remember hearing that. And it's obviously, I wasn't told about life advice I heard or whatever, and, or, you know, was, that I came across but because yeah in the earlier part of my life maybe you think it should be easy you know and I don't know or or that you kind of think of quitting or I don't know but yeah if you're going through hell keep going so like even if I'm having a bad day or you know if things aren't going well you just no just keep going mm. yeah recently I've been thinking a lot like I've been driving and I don't know if I don't know happen if it was like some sort of wavelength that you're tapping into or it's just a coincidence or whatever it is, you know, energy universe, or it's just a fucking coincidence, you know, just a complete look a roll of the dice, you know, pull up to our lights and you just, you just look to your right and you see a couple of teenagers and they just look like life is kicking them in the dick. Right, teenagers, early teen, early twenties, uh, just absolutely, they're going through it right now. And for the past two or three weeks, I've been thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the point. Because I look at them and think, oh man, been there, you've had a rough day. Like, yep, you're going through it. Just keep going. And then I, oh, I can only say that to myself so often. I mean, I turn around and go, oh, maybe we're supposed to do that. Maybe your teenage years, early 20s, you're supposed to be dragging ass. And you're like, oh, you kind of got to like figure out your spot and find your North Star, right? And like that comes with its fair share of bloody struggling. And sometimes that turns into frigging suffering. And it's like it really feels like shit. And it feels like hell. But you just got to keep going. That is like your only goal that is your only thing you got to do is just keep keep going man i've been thinking about that a lot lately might have been a coincidence but maybe it's me on my journey who the fuck knows anyway what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received i reckon I reckon just a good rule of thumb is to to only take advice from people who are on the path or 
further down the path that you want to go down. So I've got lots of worst pieces of advice. I can't quite think of anything off the top of the head, but you know, when you listen, when you hear, listen to people who are just, you know, why would you take advice from them? Who people yeah. who are not doing anything, who are on the sidelines, who are who hate their life, who hate what they're doing, who are not doing anything, and then they give you advice. It's just like, yeah, that's not good people to take advice from. So just to be selective in, yeah, who you listen to. I'm sure you've heard a lot of that growing up, right? Like that was, uh, yeah, that was certainly the case for me. Looking around, people still in the same flat, the same council estate as they grew up in, and you're like, "Well, why, why would I listen to what you gotta say? Because if you did what you had to say, you wouldn't still be here. So it's all hypocritical, right? It's funny. Like we got a, there's a lot of advice at the bottom. You know, people like to talk and not do the work, but again, you gotta follow that north star, man. What are what are the three words? You would tell your younger self. Just back yourself. Oof. Just back yourself. I like that. Hmm. I'm going to be digesting that one for a while. Why? Because when I, I think very few people do because of the fear of failure and different things. And yeah, we, we get, we all get great ideas. Everyone gets great ideas, but very few people back themselves and go for it and, pursue them and yeah I decided to do that yeah recently in life but um yeah exactly so I think yeah if people back themselves if you back yourself you kind of realize that you might be more capable than you thought or another thing is that you kind of get results like you things fall into your path or things happen for you if you if you go for it but if you sit in the sidelines and worry and doubt and don't ever go for it and don't back yourself then nothing happens for you yeah it's a guarantee right if you don't move your feet you're guaranteed not to get anywhere yeah exactly but if you keep walking you're guaranteed to be somewhere might not be the place yeah. that you first imagined but for a lot of us, it'd be better than the place that we're in now. Yeah, exactly. Just back yourself. Stunning. Brother, thank you so much, man. This has been an honor and a privilege. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks I'll for having me. I'll have to let you know when I'm uh, down in the uh, the big Christchurch. Yeah, do. Do. <laughs> we'll chuck an egg around and go get a pint afterwards, mate. Brilliant. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Take it easy and you have a great day and we'll speak soon. Cheers. Cheers. Mama. See you later, everybody.